Hey guys, my name is Dina Marie Rodriguez and I'm a full-time illustrator, hand lettering artist, teacher, and product maker of all different kinds of things living in Portland, Oregon. And I'm so excited to share with you the first ever episode of the Women of Illustration web series. This is a new series that I've started to just help promote budding new female artists in the industry and to really talk about and tackle all these different how-to questions that we have. Everything from how to find your style as an artist, how to market yourself online, how to utilize social media, how to price, what are usage rights. There's a ton of other topics we're going to be talking about during this first season. Please check out our lineup and a list of topics we'll be discussing at womenofillustration.com. Now, our first guest is actually with someone I'm very excited to present to you. Her name is Irene Felio. Me and her spent, I don't even know, four or five hours talking during these episodes. Uh, we recorded about a month or two ago, so you might notice that I look a little different in this video. Um, the first ever episode is all about how to practice your craft. And this is the start of a series on how to find your style as an illustrator. A big question that I know a lot of you are asking themselves, even if you are seasoned, even if you just got out of college, no matter where you are in your career, this is a question that all of us continually ask ourselves. What's my style? How can people see my work and know it's mine? And we're gonna be talking about that with Irene. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Irene Felio. She's originally from Australia, but actually lives in Brooklyn, New York right now. She is an amazing animator and illustrator and works for a New York-based company called Spontaneous. Uh, she loves to play with color and has more of an abstract vibe, really likes to work with solid shapes and geometry. I think you guys are really gonna dig her work. I had such a good time talking with her and this is the first episode ever, guys. I'm so excited. And we're gonna be talking about how to practice. Now this is a really big topic because what's the what's the question? How do you find your style? Well, what's the what's the answer? Practice, but that's not a very good answer. I need more information. How do I practice? What do I practice? Is there a way for me to waste my time at practicing the wrong thing? How do I find my thing? So we're going to be able to talk about all this and more with Irene and let's do this. I'm excited. Ah! So today I am hanging out with... Hey guys, I'm Irene Filio. I'm an illustrator and animator based in New York. In New York, the cool the cool place where the cool kids go. Yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. First question, how did you first start practicing as an illustrator? Um, way back I in mean, the day. <laughs> way back in the day. Um, so I guess in high school, I was always obsessed with art. I would draw all the time. I was always doing like, you know, tiny little sketches like during class. And then I did for art, like my subject in art, I did my major work as a graphic novel. Um, my fighting fish, Mr. Miyagi passed away and it was about that, like his journey to heaven. <laughs> so That's I, amazing. <laughs> it was super random. It was the weirdest thing, but I think that's when it all kind of clicked and I was like, oh, like, I really want to do this for the rest of my life. I want to be a comic book artist or at least draw for a living. Like that's kind of what I want to do. But um, yeah, I think it was a mixture of just always enjoying the art of being creative and just like drawing, but then finally realizing that, oh, people are responding to this and there are career options in it. So that's when I kind of started to really pursue it professionally. Nice. So like what year was your like, aha moment like oh can I actually make money from this oh okay that came years later <laughs> <laughs> that 
was like the birth of me being like, oh, I want to be an illustrator. Wait, but like, you're telling me that the second you start practicing, you don't sell your services? Whoa. Yeah, so <laughs> that it took years. <laughs> like, I was... I, I always like to make that distinction just because I can't tell you how many emails I get of like, hey, Dina, I just uh, got your first workbook from Lettering Adventures. It's a zine where I teach one style of lettering uh, every month on Patreon. Um, and like, okay, I got the first one. I'm ready. So how much should I charge for a logo design project? I'm like, whoa, no, 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 no. Yeah, it's like, a little go-getter. <laughs> <laughs> appreciate the enthusiasm, but I think the key is like, you need to be able to have confidence in yourself and in your own work. And you need to start like, wait for your audience to be ready for you. Cause they will start to comment on things like, Hey, this is rad. Can I hire you? Do you have commissions open? Could you print this on a t-shirt? Like they'll let you know. And sometimes that could take a year. So for some people they get lucky and they do it really quickly because they have more yeah. natural born talent than me. And I hate them. Um, but for the most part, you have to wait <laughs> quite a long time. Right. So, yeah. Um, I have so many questions and I'm like, I want to go back and forth because I'm so excited because we're on, we're on like the, we're on the tube. Um, yeah, I know it's exciting. <laughs> so when you first, so let's rewind, um, because obviously you shouldn't just jump head first into services as an illustrator. And also I feel like you just need to have time to just fall in love with it. Yeah. Too, don't you yeah. think? Kind of get your groove and figure out even what you like. Cause I think the moment that people start, emailing you like I know this happened to me where like people would be like oh like you're creative and you kind of did design and you can draw can you design me a logo and I'd be like sure I can do a logo I can't do a logo like, <laughs> I feel like only now I can kind of start to design logos that are even a little bit basic but you know seven years ago people were emailing me being like can you design a logo for my soccer team and I'm like absolutely and just failing miserably at it so um, I forgot the question. What was the question. Oh, I don't remember either. I was like going, I was like transformed into like a previous podcast episode, which is funny because we haven't released them yet. I think it's just going to be like bonus episodes that we're going to yeah. put on Patreon. But we have an entire episode dedicated to like why fake it till you make it. It's like the worst advice in the entire world. Yeah, exactly. Like to an extent, 100% like fake it till you make it. But I have been there when it's gone so wrong. So yeah, it, there's definitely... Um, there's a line and it's all about figuring out where that line exactly. is. Like the soccer, this like, oh, for our kids' soccer team. Like if you've never done a logo, something that's like super low profile like that, cool. Because if you don't try it, how are you going to know the process? But exactly. I, the only time that I get really concerned is when someone hasn't even developed a process yet. And then they're going mm -hmm. ahead and doing work. Because it's going to take you so much longer. You're not going to know how to quote for it. Um, and, and obviously like real world experience is great, but there's things like passion projects, there's uh, design community, uh, forums where they go ahead and give you, uh, an idea or a contest and you can kind of like practice it that way. It's just when someone's paying you money to be professional and you're not is when I start to have like a little bit of a red flag because yeah. they're going to probably not treat that client very well. And they're not going to charge a lot for their services. And that client's going to have a certain expectation that's not met. And the next freelancer is going to have to deal with that baggage. And exactly. Then... And I think it'll also put you into panic mode because, like, honestly, if they're hiring you in something that you're not necessarily, like, you don't understand the process, you don't understand the business, and you don't even understand necessarily your own value, like, creatively, then it's just a disaster project from the start because... Yeah, I don't know. There's just so many things that can go wrong because it sounds like maybe they might not even know what 
they want mm -hmm. they just are thinking creative draw sweet you can do anything and that's just often not the case yeah Um, so when you did first start practicing, did you find that anything was just like a huge time waster? Um, oh, time waster, hard to say. Um, okay. So in terms of practicing, so like, I'll take you a little bit back when I, I was always, I did like this really vague artistic, uh, creative course in university called digital media. So mm -hmm. we studied animation, we did photography, we did sound, we did film, we did all sorts of things and that they basically instilled in us the confidence that we could be whatever we wanted in the creative industry. Like they didn't teach us anything other than, oh, here, learn how to like photocomp things together using Photoshop. You can use Photoshop. You can get a job anywhere. So straight out of university, I know. <laughs> my face hilarious. just like, no. <laughs> when you, I like have gone through my emails and I was applying to be like an art director at big companies, creative director. I didn't understand the difference. I was applying to be like a graphic designer. Like I was applying for everything. Um, yeah. So it was, it was just, yeah, it was bad. But along that, so it took a very long time, obviously, with me being so like, oh, I can get a job anywhere. They'd be lucky to have me. Um, it took me a long time to get a job. So during that time, I drew a lot. And it was in that process that I started to kind of realize what I really enjoyed working on. Like, I realized that I like drawing strange characters. I enjoyed, like using Photoshop and a mixture of like watercolors and paints and stuff like that. So, oh God, I'm sorry, Dina, I forgot the question again. Dude, it's gonna happen so many times. Ooh. It happens all, all day. Cause I feel like when I ask a question, it's like a three-parter. Um, yeah. But the and original- I'm so in yeah. conversation, it was, like, Yeah, no, totally. It's like, um, <laughs> you know what's a bigger waste of time? Forgetting the answer to the question. Oh, wasting time. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cause, so this was a question I actually got uh, from someone this month. Uh, on lettering adventures. So every time someone signs up, uh, I write them like a welcome email, like what are you struggling with right now? And they really like ask the same question a few times. Like what's the right way to practice? Is there anything that you wish w that you could go back in time and that you wouldn't have wasted your time? And I had a really hard time answering that question because I feel like all practice is never going to be a waste of time. Yeah. Cause then 100%. if you're, cause if you're drawing something and you realize that you fucking hate it, Ding, ding, mm -hmm. ding. That's not for you. Don't waste your time. Now, yeah. when you are ignoring your gut and you're doing things and compromising your values based on what you think you're supposed to do or what your parents or maybe other influences uh, within the design community tell you what you need to do, then I think that's a waste of time. Because then yeah. you're going down a rabbit hole trying to pursue something that's supposed to be your passion and you're already compromising yourself. Like, no wonder so many people like get out of design so quickly. It's either like yeah. they work with the wrong clients or they end up just like hating what they're doing and not really knowing why they're like, wait, this is yeah. supposed to work. Everyone else makes money, but I'm not. It's like, no, we live in this beautiful society where we can like even niche down so fucking hard. We're like, I, myself as a lettering artist, I could, if I wanted to only do hand lettered logos for apparel, uh, for people who make shoes in Africa. <laughs> you know what I mean? Very like, yeah. yep. there's like, cause there's so many businesses. I mean, that's probably a really weird example. Um, but like, it's very specific though, and that's it, exactly your point though, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it's like whatever your perfect plan is, or what, it, like mixing all the things that you love, which we're gonna get into like niching down in the third part of yeah. the series. I, like, you just kind. Of, I think it's just like a gut thing, and the reason I am like so like grr about this is because I did that. 
I yeah. like was like, oh, I want to be an illustrator, but I'll just get a graphic design degree instead yeah. uh, since it's easier to get a job. Yeah, exactly. It's always that lure of um, a job and getting a paycheck. And yeah, like I, I did originally I was meant to go to uni and do fine arts, but I chose digital media because my parents thought that it would get me a job. And to be fair, it did. But realistically, I don't think it did that much of a difference in comparison to if I had just done a fine art degree and did a, like, you know, a video elective because I would have essentially learned the same skills. Mm-hmm. But to your point, I 100% agree. Like in terms of wasting time, I would say that, yeah, like every time that you take a step and you figure out what is not working for you that's not a waste of time but if you keep going down a certain path doing things thinking that you have to do it and you should be enjoying it and it is creative and it actually just isn't mm-hmm. um that's a waste of time for totally sure. cool again when i was thinking of these questions i didn't think i'd answer my own question and then i didn't <laughs> think that would be the rabbit hole we go down i love fucking interviews so much man <laughs> I think everyone, okay, internet, people, seriously, like, look at me, look at, look at, look at me in the face, all right? (laughs) Full screen, Dean, are you ready? Are you ready? Look at me. You're looking at me, looking at you. Okay. So it's very lonely being a designer in this universe, not just world, not just country, universe. I'm assuming there's life on other planets. Anyways. Of course. (laughs) We need to be able to create a community for ourselves and you need to have either like create a mastermind group or find that one person whether it's a pen pal or someone you just talk to via email or Instagram stories that you can find a connection with because it's through these conversations with other artists that are like-minded, especially if you can find someone within your same niche, even better, or not so much because me, uh, <laughs> me and her are in the same niche at all. Um, it really makes a difference and it makes you feel a hell of a lot less lonely. Now, I like that question earlier. It was like, okay, what year did you start making money? Um, I think it's more like, how long were you practicing? Like, just for yourself before you started to get paid for it? Okay. Ooh. All right. So, I guess... That's what I everyone think... wants to know, right? They're like, when yeah. can I get... When can I see that cash money? <laughs> I need some of that green paper. I mean, <laughs> that green paper, for sure. Um, I think maybe, like... So, I started... I was always drawing in university. It was maybe, like three or four years after university so you go three years of uni and then you get four years after that yeah I'd say about seven years after like or seven years after I started (laughs) so what did that first uh paid gig look like was it a day job or was it freelance um it was a day job yeah so I got a job as a designer a motion graphic designer at a production studio so I was just doing like a bunch of Um, commercials like animating logos um, in and out and then I got this like random brief from my job to do like this animated um, like completely animated spot about I don't know I don't even remember the spot I just remember (laughs) that it had to have it had the main brand color was green and we had to create like this green world so Mm -hmm. green characters green hills and it had to be completely illustrated And so I designed those characters from scratch. I designed the setting and I animated all of that. And that was really the first job I think that I was like, huh, like this came out pretty well. And I'm using my skills that of illustration that no one else in this studio has. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to start to make a living out of this. (laughs) (laughs) 
Nice. Yeah, I'm trying to think back of like, when did I first start? Well, okay, so the first time I ever made money for my illustration was in high school when I would like Sharpie people's Converse. Oh my god, you were one of those cool people? That's awesome. I had business cards and everything. <laughs> my you had business I think you told me this. When yeah. Chatted. Yeah. yeah. My yeah. my dad made me well, I thought yeah. business cards were lame and then my dad was like, No, we're making and we went to like Kinko's and like cut them ourselves. Cause oh no. We didn't it's frozen. No, I'm I'm frozen or you're frozen? I froze. You froze and then Then we all just again. froze? Okay. <laughs> yeah, you you definitely got like a little bit more pixelized. Okay. Just, just a smidge. Um, um, it's like, look at her giant blurry face. Her pores. Do they exist? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you were at Kinko's. You got your business card. Yeah, it was very exciting. Um, and then I would charge like 50 bucks a pair. And then I'd charge, I think, like 100 for like the to the knee converse uh, that Ooh. came out. Because they came out that year when I was like, I don't know, like a what? junior in high cool school. Kids in your year? Yep. Cool, yeah. Because cool, cool. It it's like, you know, you draw in your shoes and you feel all cool. And I had like a skull, like, um, what's the fucking word for it? Like the Halloween skull? What is it called? What is it called? Oh, jack-o'-lanterns. No. <laughs> De- Halloween skull. Yeah. Like the, with the, it's Spanish. De, 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 de muertas? De muertas? Yes. Oh my yeah, god, I'm Spanish. Like, Don't judge me. I'm like, I don't know it's all you. <laughs> I think it's like, people call them like sugar skulls. I'm going to get tweets. Yeah, sugar skulls, yep. I'm yep. going to get tweets. Um, And I did that with like angel wings. All the like the the common things that you would see, I think, back in the day when like um, Ed Hardy was all the rage. Yeah, I was about to say, like the cool Ed Hardy days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I spent $75 on a belt. I was that person. <laughs> never forget (laughs) it was the one ed hardy thing and then the perfume is still really great um but anyways uh but yeah but like i think besides that it was like day job was like my internship over at disney and that was like my first paycheck and just being like i've been staring at red and black and white for so long this is worth it but it was like twelve hundred dollars a month paid internship so it's just like florida's expensive and that was my second thought so you're just kind of like oh (laughs) Oh. <laughs> it's like I'm gonna go shopping and for ramen. <laughs> Were you doing super creative things at Disney? No, <laughs> not at all. Well, yeah, like that's the thing. Like I definitely had a creative day job. Like I was a motion designer for years at a production studio, but you know, with that one project, and then I guess a sprinkling of other projects, I wasn't really being creative. I was just like being very technical. Because mm-hmm. you do like production work. Yeah, I would like think, I work. Right? Yeah, like I did work in advertising, so I just do like you know super big like like the creative has already been determined in an ad, so I'll animate it and mm-hmm. design the motion and get these used assets and then repurpose them. So it's not it was never super creative. Yeah, I don't think to be honest. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, oh no, I don't think I was ever creative while I was working for someone else. To be honest. Well, that's the thing. Like, oh my a lot god! Of times, <laughs> a lot of the times, if you are working for people, like you are creative, but not to the full potential that you could actually be. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm definitely creative in my day job now, but you know, leading up to it, I wasn't at all. Like, I was just, you know, being more of a bricklayer, like technical skills, getting stuff out, and then if I was lucky and an opportunity would arise that I could like use my illustration skills, then yeah, Mm -hmm. I'd take it. But yeah, it's few and far between sometimes, especially when you're starting out. (laughs) It's day one. You're like, Hey, drawing seems cool. Mm -hmm. I want to learn how to draw. 
So do you think if someone practiced, let's say, let's be crazy, four hours a day, every day for a year, fucking weekends, holidays, your sick days, depressed days when the weather changes and you hate it, whatever, how long do you think someone could be prepared enough to get paid for their work? Oh my God. Like, honestly, it would not even take, like, like you said before, I really think that half of it is being confident in your skills and also what you can offer. It doesn't even necessarily, because, you know, what is good illustration? Like, there is good illustration, obviously, but developing that style, that voice, and that perspective takes time. Mm -hmm. And if you feel like you have that, like, drawing is just a vehicle for that. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Totally. So, I don't know. Like, I don't think it would take long at all. <laughs> So what would be long? Three months? Six months? A year? Two years? So if you're drawing every day for four hours at least, honing in your practice, making work that you're proud of, making work that you're not proud of, and figuring it out, like learning from that, like six months a year. That yeah, you would, I would agree Maybe with that. a year. I, I would say a year, mm -hmm. honestly, just to like, because we live in the age of Instagram where it's like, upload something, send it out. Like I'm not talking about like posting something and getting like five likes and being like sweet that's good like i'm talking about being able to like look at your work um what's it called critically and being like i like this because of this and this i mm -hmm. don't like this because of this and this it, like that's what you really need to learn how to develop it's not necessarily the drawing that needs to develop it's yourself yeah for sure hit to go hand in hand literally <laughs> um i'm so dumb i love it um i think I that's it. cool i'm glad uh so that's interesting so um i mean i'm in the lettering community so i always think i always bring up uh this person with my students uh scott bearsack uh because um it's really really funny so if you go to you bring fire which was his handle which which is his handle he didn't die or anything god um <laughs> scott sorry you're alive um rest in peace um <laughs> Okay, so he was, like, in college, I think studying design, I'm just going to guess, and then he decided, this is when, like, the 365 project got really I big. I love his work. Yep, yep. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> right? Amazing. So if we start all the way from the bottom, right, it's yep. not very good, and that's okay, because yep. we all have yep. to start somewhere, and yes. I could have easily just used my own reference, but I love Scott just because he got so popular so quickly, so he was just producing content, right? Like, look at all these pieces. Yep. He's doing it, yeah. and if I go back, I bet you it's, like, daily. So March 2nd, 2013. Wow. Uh, March 4th, 2013. Like, he's doing this consistently. And yeah. as, you know, crazy, when you practice, you get better. That's weird. Um, And so by the end of this, so I'm going to scroll all the way back up. All right? I just went I just went forward about a couple months. Wow. Whoa. A lot That's of, insane. Yeah. you know. He's a really good example. Yeah, he... And he definitely did some progression. He ended up doing, like, a lot of chalk pieces at the university he was going to. And this is cool. crazy that he was, like, a full-time student and he was doing this at the same time. Yeah. Um, and so scrolling up, scrolling up, scrolling up. Boop, 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 boop. Fast forward in time. Like, look at that. What the fuck? So, like, before he even graduated college, he Oof. was working with, like, companies that I, like, will never work with in my life. Like, people just, like, major, um, he got to do, like, packaging for all different kinds of things. I started to see his work just That's generally amazing. around. Yeah. It was just uh, very impressive. And I just... I love it so much. Ooh, there I am. <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's your face. Um, 
So I just love to use him as an example because it really just gives me motivation. And I think everyone should get in the habit of like, oh, I'm feeling kind of bad about my work. Just go back in time. Yeah. You will feel better. <laughs> exactly. Like you're always just going to get better. Yeah, you might do like a shit drawing. I mean, a bad drawing, whatever. Um, you could say shit and fucking cunt and oh, whatever. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. You might do a shitty drawing and just be like, oh, God, I suck so much. But, you know. The next one you do will be slightly better and it's always just going to be better from, you know, it's always on the up and up. <laughs> um, so with that being said, what do you think about the whole, like, you need 10,000 hours to be an expert? Yeah, thing? so I was just about to bring that up with this, like, whole conversation because, like, who knows if I've even done the 10,000 hours, but yeah like I mean the more work you do the more you figure out and I'm, I've always been like a super firm believer of that just because I meet like so many people who are good at illustration who like to do illustration but they're like oh like they're not comfortable enough to call themselves an illustrator necessarily mm -hmm. um, and they haven't necessarily developed their own style even though that they want to and I'm like if you just keep doing work like then you that will happen naturally and you can only do that through time. I don't know if I want to put a direct number behind it, but yeah, it, it's definitely like not a bad thing to just keep working. Yeah, for sure. I 100% agree. I just know some people, it make it like hurts my heart a little bit when people take other people's advice so seriously. It's yeah. like, oh, like that's a pretty predominant thing in the industry where it's like, yeah. oh, I haven't reached 10,000 hours, so I'm garbage. It's like, yeah. wait, what? Oh, no, no. No. Maybe like maybe like the first hundred, yeah. <laughs> but ten, like come on, like yeah. I think we get a little too hard on ourselves, and I think one of the things I was really trying to do with like this whole show was really just trying to show different perspectives on how you can do things because there's more than one right way, and there's a shit ton of wrong ways, exactly. <laughs> and you just Hold have to kind trial of trial and error. <laughs> exactly, you just have to try some shit and see what sticks on the wall. It's gonna be gross. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So do you do any like exercises or like things sort of deliberate practice now to like keep your skill, like your skills fresh? Um, so at the moment, um, because of Instagram, because like back in the day when I was like practicing illustration and like doing all my drawing and stuff, there wasn't really Instagram, like the instant gratification of like almost everyone being online and seeing it. There was only things like deviant art and yeah. live journal and you know, MySpace, where like, you could kind of get to see, share your artwork. But now with Instagram, you can post something and then almost instantly people will be like, Oh, my God, love, oh, like cool drawing or whatever. So because now there's Instagram, I pretty much create work that with the intention to share it on Instagram, which has never been a thing before. Mm -hmm. Like, I guess, I've always just made work and been like, Oh, this is like something that, you know, maybe I'll put in my blog one day or like, you know, this is just like would be a nice print. But now like I do work specifically with the intention to share it on Instagram. So it's in the format of a square. And yeah, it's just it's good because it's like it can kind of be whatever I want, like experimentation, whatever's inspiring me at the moment. But yeah, I guess that's probably my practice is making stuff that I know I can share. So would you say that you like so just to like simple it down so um the term deliberate practice is a little different from practice and I, and I agree with you I think the majority of people who do practice do it in project form like they're just yeah. constantly making and then they're practicing throughout it so by deliberate practice I mean like okay so like in lettering 
uh, let's take the letter S, right? The letter S sucks. We all suck at the letter S. So if you notice you're really bad at something, deliberate practices would be maybe taking three pages and just drawing the letter S over and over and over and over again. Or if, yeah. you're, if you're really bad at drawing hands or feet like everyone else, because they suck doing a page full of hands. Um, so like just being able to point out your own sore spots in your work mm -hmm. and then just crush the fuck out of it um, yeah. is really so. With that being said, is there anything in what you have to do in your day to day? Because you're both like an illustrator and an animator that you feel like you kind of suck at. So I have a really interesting response to this question. I don't know if it's necessarily what most people do. Mm -hmm. But so, for example, I'm generally very bad at uh, drawing bodies, like drawing perspectives and stuff like, you know, things that look realistic um, mm -hmm. bodies like anatomy. And I always thought to be an artist, to be an illustrator, because originally I wanted to be a comic book artist. I thought I had to be good at that. And I would always find it super disheartening when I would go to like a life drawing class and I would kind of be average at it and I would suck. So I would, I developed my style almost based on my weaknesses. And so I would work deliberately against it so that I would not get disheartened mm -hmm. um, because I feel like, I'm not a very technical person. I've always like kind of been like, I'm not very good technically at animation. I'm not very good technically at perspective or um, anatomy. And so I feel like my creativity has flourished based around those weaknesses because mm -hmm. I've just, I got so disheartened every time I wasn't good at something. Yeah. So I did the opposite. I if I was not good at drawing a body, I wouldn't draw a body, but then I would find a way to convey a body in maybe in abstract shapes, in either colors, um, you know, like in whatever way that was possible, that wasn't drawing a body. <laughs> so I did the opposite, which is not the best advice. <laughs> but... but it's what you did, right? Um... Yes. But, you know, that being said, I, for example, lately I've been trying to get an idea of how tigers' faces are because I, I've really wanted to draw, like, kind of like a wild animal, like, kind of like snarling. Mm -hmm. And tigers' faces are so bizarre. They have, like, a weird little snout and their mouths are kind of, like, weird and curved. And so I would look at all these different reference photos and I've tried to draw a tiger face. Um, so... Yeah, I guess that is something like and I found myself recently drawing a tiger face multiple times, which is something I don't often do. If I can't draw something, I find a way around it. But lately I've been trying to draw animals. So, yeah, I guess that is something recently that I've been doing. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> do you think this is probably I already know the answer to this, but so do you ever go at a time where you just stop practicing? And then you went to go draw and you're like, oh, fuck, I suck at this. Yes. <laughs> I do all the time. It sucks. Like, yeah. And I don't, I wonder if that will ever go away. But half of it is just turning that bit off in my mind that's like constantly judging and being like, this looks like shit. Like, you should do better at this. Like, and, and often that's why I listen to a podcast or I watch something in the background so that my that part of my mind can concentrate on that and I can just kind of draw without being so judgmental because I find that that's when I do really shitty work or work that is that isn't really me is when I'm 
constantly thinking oh like what am I going to draw next like is it going to look like this is it going to do this like yeah like so yeah that happens to me all the time yeah I'm super worried about that uh when I go on my vacation <laughs> in a few in a few weeks um but I think that you have to have a fine line between turning your work brain off when you're on vacation versus just drawing for yourself yeah like there's nothing yeah, wrong it, with just like hard, doodling a little it? bit that's why I think like um something that's really hard to do that I started doing is I'll like draw on like a napkin or just a loose leaf piece of paper and I'll draw and then I'll crumple it up and throw it away. Ooh, you monster. <laughs> I know. <laughs> because it's like the only way that I know that I'm not going to like turn Treated it. Seriously. Yeah, create yeah. like, oh, this is going to turn into a series or now I'm going to do an Insta. I'm going to like, oh, let me post this or whatever. Like, I feel like because of Instagram and how easy it is to share your work that we very seldomly save our work for ourselves. Yeah. Even if it's just for our own, our memory of the, of the drawing. Cause also I'm, I'm not a big fan of clutter and like, I don't keep a lot of old sketches. Like after a year I throw it all away. I'm oh my like, God, you throw them away. I do. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love all my old sketches. Like I, well, since moving to New York, I don't, I haven't been drawing as much like, you know, cause like in Australia I have like years of like loose leaf paper. Cause I do love drawing on loose leaf paper. Um, sketchbooks are so intimidating to me because I'm like you don't want to ruin them I know yeah I'm like everything in here must be beautiful but yeah I have so many loose leaf papers and I just like keep them in folders because I love looking through it see if I think if it was like in a sketchbook I would keep it more because then it'd be like a journal but then it's like a bunch of loose but then it wouldn't be the same because if if it was in a sketchbook you'd just be like you would treat it differently I don't know yeah the only kind of sketchbooks I can use are like these small little like field note things and I have like oh, I love so ones. many yeah, of good. these it's nuts just because scout books live in Portland and every event I go to they're like a sponsor and they give you like five so I just I literally have just like four drawers just full of these little notebooks oh my god amazing I love them they're so little they're so cute. cute yeah we have field notes and scout books both in Portland <laughs> so it's like this is the city of the tiny sketchbooks I need to visit Portland. <laughs> yes, please do. Oh, speaking of that, off, uh, tangent may or may not keep in video. Um, I'm going to create like a little conference uh, Ooh, during yeah. the summer. Yeah, me and um, Noah Camp, and uh, someone who was in my um, mastermind group, he is pretty much like creating his own niche, which is 3D typography. Ooh, nice. um, yeah, and he's, so he started out as like an amazing calligraphy artist. Um, and it, he's just such a beautiful person um and so he's gonna teach like cinema 4d and then i'll do like a lettering workshop and then the second we're gonna do like a two-day workshop and then the second day will be all about marketing and he'll teach social media because he's got like over a hundred thousand followers and he's it's kind of a big deal and then uh and then i'll teach like seo and how to build like a client attracting website um and that's like an idea we just came up with like a week ago so we're gonna try to pitch it during the summer so when portland's all nice and shiny and not gray or depressing at all um and that should be cool. So yeah. that sounds amazing. It could give you an I'll excuse to, to come to Portland. <laughs> no, that is an excuse. I'm there. <laughs> so last big question, and this is something I get asked a lot. Okay, ready? I'm ready. All right. How do you feel about copying other people's work in order to practice? Oof, that is a good question. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say. I, I don't know. Like, I mean, when I was younger, I definitely used to copy the masters, you know, like I would look at a Michelangelo painting or, 
you know, a Leonardo da Vinci painting or a Caravaggio painting and I'd like copy the format or, you know, even like my grandpa ages ago gave me this old book of fairy illustrations, like super old, like mm-hmm. a combination of illustrations like that. Um, and I would just copy the form, you know, of like when I was like looking at their faces or stuff like that, but I would always turn it into my own thing. I would say that I'm pretty against copying an artwork for the same, like, like line by line. Mm-hmm. I would say use something as reference, you know, like I would, I would always look at those um, realistic paintings as reference just for like a position or a form. And then I would build on it. But I don't think you have anything necessarily to gain from copying an artwork line by line because that artwork would have been created. I mean, obviously there will be, you know, I'm sure lettering is a little bit different because there are necessarily, there are like, you know, different styles that you could copy, like maybe, but I don't know. I don't think you should ever copy something line by line because that artist made it in their style. And I don't know if you're learning anything necessarily by copying it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think my, and I think that's good advice. Like my rule of thumb is, yeah, uh, a world, if you want to trace my work, go for it. If you want to use my work as inspiration, totally. Just don't post it. Like, do whatever uh, you want to yeah, do in your own time. It. Yeah? Uh, just don't share it. Even if you tag me. Even if yeah. you... Even... Look, like, look. Okay, I'm going to do it again. <laughs> look at my face. Look at me looking at you. Okay. So, even if you tag me, even if you're like, oh, this inspired me. Like, and this is just not my point of view. This is, I think, the majority of artists' point of view. They don't like that. Yeah, we're not a fan. Uh, create your own work. Um, if you want to maybe, like, DM me a sketch that you did of mine, and if you want, like, feedback, which I'll charge you for because time is money. But also, I'd be more than willing to do something like that. But it's when you're, like, taking my work and claiming it as your own, in a way, that's when I started to get really offended. And I've been there. I've copied people's work and been called out for it. That's happened. And I think that would probably happen to everyone if you do that. And you're not going to get away with it uh, ever. Especially, like, if you're, like, a lettering artist like me, the community is so small that if you notice something looks like someone else's, it probably is. Just because there's, even though it's way more popular than it was, uh, (laughs) there's still limited amounts of resources versus, like, how to draw a letter A in a brush kit versus drawing a face. You know what I mean? Like, your your options are much more limited. So I think you just really have to consider, (sighs) like, just broaden your scope of inspiration I think is key like I like how they drew this eyeball I like how they drew this s I like how they did this uh like ligature or swash in a letter I like this color palette from this person and then you kind of Frankenstein your inspiration so that way it feels more like you because we have to be honest no one's ever going to come up with another original idea probably but it's your interpretation of that idea is what makes it new you know and your execution yeah yeah absolutely um man so that's it (laughs) um i think we did it it. uh i always want to leave with like a golden nugget so on the whole the best ways to practice what do you think is like the big thing the message for the people um oh man like i it's so obvious but you know draw like to practice do it every day like don't do it on the weekends. Don't do it. Like I would say, you know, if you study, that's cool. Do it when you get home. If you work full time, that's cool. Do one to two hours when you get home, but just draw every day. 
because I don't think that you can get better without it. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. And I know I can hear like parents like screaming at their computer, like, what if we have babies? The babies. No, totally. Take care of your kids. Don't let them die on your watch. That'd be bad. No, I hear. absolutely not. Feed them. You know. Yeah, not a parent. Don't know. Um, <laughs> but I would imagine that's bad. Uh, but something like you carve out 10 minutes, 10 minutes for yourself, whether you wake up an extra 10 minutes earlier or you, you go to bed later or it's your lunch break or like you're maybe you're just in your car and you're before you go into work you just want to take out your little tiny field note sketchbook uh and draw something really tiny for 10 minutes that's fine um just so that way you don't abandon your passion because nothing's more embarrassing i think when you're like you're like oh, i'm gonna be a creative i'm gonna be an artist and then your friends are like when was the last time you drew something you're like oh fuck yeah <laughs> uh, exactly what think. do you mean and then you change the subject not cool um, so I think just being consistent and also I always try to give that advice because once you start something, um, it's very, the 10 minutes can turn into 20 minutes or 30 minutes or 40 minutes or an hour or four hours if you're crazy, like Scott, <laughs> pretty much. Um, so I hope you guys enjoyed our first ever video. This is our first, and I'm so excited that it was with you, my friend, Yay! and I'm going to show off all your work. People can follow me, um, on Instagram, um, at Irene Filio. And yeah, just check out my work, www.irenefilio.com. I am the only Irene Filio, really, on the internet. So uh, that's pretty good. But yeah, yeah, just check out my work. That would be great. Yeah, give her all the likes and follows because her work is insane. We did it! First episode of Women of Illustration is complete! Oh, I hope you guys enjoyed that. I, even though me and Irene talked over like a month ago, it still resonates with me, all the things that we talked about during this session together and just figuring out the best ways to practice and is really giving you guys and myself a lot to think about. Um, in our next episode, we're going to be talking about how do we make time to practice? Now, this is a big question because it's not enough just to figure out what you want to practice, but how do you figure out how to make time in our very busy schedules so you can practice. So this was definitely an episode that I wanted it to have its own, <laughs> its own at least 30 or 40 minute segment. And we're going to be coming back with Irene Felio. Guys, please follow her on all the things. Uh, and if you guys would like to support Women of Illustration, you can do that at patreon.com slash women of illustration. And you guys can just donate just $1, just $1 dollar <laughs> to get access early access to every single episode you can even binge watch some of the episodes if you want um and if you guys would like to get featured on the women of illustration instagram not only follow us at instagram.com slash women of illustration but please use the hashtag you guessed it women of illustration so i can have an easier time finding your beautiful work and promoting it on social media guys if you have any questions at all either leave them in the comments below and i'll try to answer them as quickly as i can and also keep in mind that at the end of january me and irene are going to be doing a live q a for patrons only so with that one dollar not only do you get early access but you also get access to the live streams so you can follow up with irene on any goal she might have made you guys can ask us any questions that we can answer for you live on YouTube. And as always, please consider hitting that subscribe button. I would love for you to join our community. Bye guys. See you next time.